This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. How's it going, Mike? Going good. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. We're back with another episode. Mike, do you know what episode number this is, by the way? Uh, sh- 50. <laughs> we were kind of talking about this the other day because we have a yeah. big a big one coming up. Oh, you mean that episode number? I thought you no, this like, episode. So yeah. what make what does it make this is episode? Is it what ninety eight? No, ninety nine. It is ninety nine. Apple iTunes, okay. because if you look at Apple iTunes really closely, you'll notice we have two of the same number. So it's actually ninety nine. Because <laughs> wow. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> actually, I blame uh, Apple on that because they had made some transition the way you're supposed to number things, and I think I messed that up, and that gave us two of the same number. So. Yes, this is episode 99, so our next one's big episode 100, and uh, what do we have planned for that? Nothing yet. <laughs> I, it's, that's the way we do things. No, no advanced planning. Yes, if anyone, uh, you know, wants anything special, uh, hit us up uh, relatively quickly, <laughs> quickly so we can do it for... Actually, so Mike and I talked, we was like, maybe we should do the 100th episode of a show we've done. And I'm like, you know, maybe we should do that for the $6 million man, because that was our first show. And uh, Mike, how many episodes were the $6 million man, did I tell you? I forget. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) It was 99, so I'm like, well, shit, I guess we can't do that either. That was going to so, be my guess. Not that I wasn't paying attention to you. No, I know. I'm sure you weren't. That's fine. But uh, so we got to figure out uh, something. But anyway, hit us up with any suggestions or yeah, you know, if you want a special shout out, feel free to hit us up and we'll definitely shout you out. You know, we'll obviously I, have a list of people we probably want to thank anyway. But yeah, I was thinking it'd be cool to have like, um, you know, record live from where where we originally decided to to birth this podcast <laughs> um but that'd be i don't know it's too much trouble to go through and it would be probably actually it's, it may not even be open <laughs> was that a I, bar yeah, somewhere I, places around here are i think now that it's probably like half capacity yeah. and the last thing they want to probably waste part of their half capacity on is two idiots that are sitting there recording something right, in the booth or something right. Exactly. So we'll we'll figure something out that's more normal. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, anyway. Maybe. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's coming up uh, very very soon. So look out yeah. for it. And then, uh, big reminder and and thanks uh, to our special guest, uh, Paul LaGreca, for the interview um, on our last our last show. So uh, that's that's still out there. So well, it's not going anywhere. But feel free to, to listen to that if you haven't. It's a, it was a good interview, a great conversation we had with with Paul, and uh, you know, really good guy. So glad he's got a book out now, uh, the the boy behind the china cabinet, and it was a good read. I enjoyed it. And if uh, if you'd like, you can check out. We both actually reviewed it on Amazon. So have a look at that. Read the book yourself. Make your you know your own review. But um, Listen to the show. It was a good, good, good talk with Paul, and I think you'll uh, you'll want to read the book because it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, we had a great time. Um, really happy that he came on, and uh, you know, he was he was a great guy. Or he still is a great guy. I shouldn't say he was the past <laughs> tense. <laughs> he was a great interview on our show, but he no, he's a great guy. Uh, so definitely check it out and his book for sure. Um. Anyway, anything uh, you're watching right now, Mike? What are you up to watching TV-wise? So, no, I'm not, you know, I'm still watching Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah. Getting through that, it's it's good. Um, just got to the part where he becomes, you know, uses the name Saul Goodman in a commercial for something. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, as far as anything recent, 
nothing on TV. I should, I really need to start a new show, but I did force my kids to watch with me last night uh, the Kevin Bacon movie, You Should Have Left or You Should Leave, or I forget what it's called, but. Um, I, think you should, I don't know what you're talking about. I think you should get out. I don't know what it, it's one of. The, <laughs> but it's so it's. I it's thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say it like Footloose or something. <laughs> <laughs> the new Kevin Bacon Footloose movie. No, <laughs> um, but he plays this, you know, like a, I don't know, a remarried older guy, with a young daughter, and like you know they they go on a a weekend getaway or something to this house, and all kinds of like creepy stuff happens, but. It wasn't uh, – so I'll give my review of it real quick. It wasn't scary, although I think it was supposed to be, um, but it was interesting <laughs> nonetheless. Okay. So. okay. So, I yeah, have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds good. Yeah. It's like, Kevin Bacon is always fun. Yeah. One of those direct – you know, because uh, the theaters are closed, released to streaming services or whatever. Oh, so one of those things you got to pay like 20 bucks for. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like – Man, I gotta pay twenty bucks for this, but then you realize you would have spent like fifty, sixty bucks to go see it at the theater. So exactly, right? Because actually, one of my friends like sent me a thing about like uh, drive-ins that were opening up in the area, and it said I forgot what it was per car. I'm like, that seems kind of pricey. And she's like, but if you would go to the movie, it'd be more than that. I'm like, well, that's yeah, true. That's like in high school where you'd fit like seventeen people into a car. To get exactly. The yeah. <laughs> all right how about you anything new as i hit the cough button uh so uh speaking of things that you can rent right now uh my wife and i just watched uh two nights ago irresistible the movie with uh steve carell and uh rose Byrne and uh mackenzie davis and basically about the it's the john stewart movie about the whole election stuff or whatever it was okay yeah. Um. It was it was fine. Let's put it this way. <laughs> My wife said she liked it. It was fine. Um. She's not so sure if she would have been happy if we had spent money to go to the theater to see it. Right. So yeah, that would have been my prediction for that movie. But yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I like all the people in it, and the people were all fine. It was just like I, <laughs> I told her, I go, you know. Nothing against John Stewart, but maybe if someone else was doing the movie, it might have been a little bit better. I know that Could sounds be. mean. Yeah, but not at all. I, I understand. Yeah, and I did. I did watch uh, this. The I guess in second season's coming out it, uh, on Amazon Prime. Hannah. I guess it was a movie, and now then they made a series out of it, basically about this girl. I don't know. It's she's like basically like being trained to be an assassin. Uh, uh, Oh I yeah, yeah. Was, I remember know, the movie. Was, yeah, I didn't see it, exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did not know it was a movie first, and then like now it's like on HBO or whatever. I'm like, oh wow, this is just like the TV show. Yeah. So anyway, and oh shoot, oh did you see though that they what they said about uh, Ozark season four? By the way, did you see that? I just heard today that it was uh, approved or renewed. Right. So it's gonna be the last season, and it's gonna be an extra long, fourteen episodes. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, so, but no idea when it's coming out. Probably with everything going on, it'd be like two years from now. <laughs> I know, that sucks. It sucks yeah. the way that works, but. What are you going to do? Like The pandemic Nothing. has got us all. You just got to wait it out. got to wait it yeah. out. All, all right. right. So what do we watch for today, Mike? Yeah, let's jump into the heat of things here with uh, Miami Vice Season 1, Episode 15, Smuggler's Blues. Nice. You got to play the music in the background when you're talking about it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I just hear that music in my head. Anyway, I I was thinking about playing the song Smuggler's Blues that this episode is based on. But then I realized it was from Glenn Fry, who's part of the Eagles. And the Eagles and do not let you play anything. <laughs> they will probably like shut down our whole podcast if we play really? that so i'm afraid i wasn't no i i've i've heard like people like on youtube complain about it all the time where like they'll play like three notes of hotel california <laughs> get like demonetized and all that stuff wow so, that's pretty yeah. extreme i don't know i don't know if the glenn fry estates like that but 
whatever. I mean, typically, I mean, there's fair use laws, right? You're allowed to use it. Yeah, I know, but they'll come after you. I've had that on um, YouTube where I've I've had a video, you know, like they remove the audio until I respond with a fair use claim and then they put it back. Yeah. Well, actually, we just had that on Twitter, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I used part of uh, Eye of the Tiger for a video like six months ago and we got a yeah, uh, takedown notice or whatever. I'm like, we probably could get that put back, but uh, it was a dumb thing. It was a response. It wasn't even for like one of our episodes. Yeah, so it yeah. I don't really care. Um, but I will say this: so, so Mike and I were looking for stuff to do, and I'm like, you know, maybe we should do Miami Vice. We haven't done that in a while, and I was just looking through episodes, and I came across uh, Smuggler's Blues, and you know, I knew, I remember the song, and I didn't realize that they made an episode basically based on the song. And then I was watching the you know music video for the song. I'm like, you know what? I haven't heard this song in a while. That's a really good song. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I was thinking that too during you know during the show. But um, I, here's a question. I don't know. Glenn, Glenn Fry looked so young. Like, yeah, I, I thought he was old back then, but I mean, <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how old he was in this particular episode uh i'm looking it up right now what year was this episode out i think it was 85 right 85 so he wasn't even 40 yet yeah i just you know for whatever reason i expected him to be old i don't know but back in 85 when this was out and when the eagles were popular you know when i was like an old man yeah (laughs) like an old man to us exactly (laughs) Um, but I will say, uh, you know, just looking up some Glenn Fry stuff when I was doing this, I forgot like all the, um, like the soundtracks and stuff like that, that he did. It was, you know, like I forgot about the, um, the one from, um, whatchamacallit, why can't I think of the name of the movie now? Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, sorry. Oh, okay. The Heat is On. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Right. I forgot about that too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, no. I guess supposedly he was going to do another one for another thing, and I forgot what it was, but he didn't like the lyrics, and then he ended up getting laryngitis anyway. And uh, was it the next one maybe? And, and uh, Bob Seger did it, and oh okay. Was fun. And then uh, he also did uh, a song for Ghostbusters two, which I don't remember, but yeah, I don't either. And I, I mentioned to you, kind of off offline, that uh, he was in part of. Uh, Oh, like yeah. one of those many segments of Wise Guy. So he was part of this record industry, black market, or not, I don't know, black market, but like underground criminal thing. So it's pretty yeah. cool. So if you want to see him in that. Yeah. And I guess, th- yeah, this was like his first acting role right here. This is kind of what got him in there. Yeah. yeah he was in either. Wise Guy. He was Wise Guy. And um, he was in a Nash Bridges episode, uh, Arliss episode. And I guess he was the star of South of Sunset, which was canceled after one season, which you might have hmm. to find. Yeah, I never heard of that. It was a crime year, drama, a crime show. Um, Is that the 80s or what? This was, it only lasted seven, <laughs> seven episodes. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I can't even find what year it was from. 93. So maybe okay. we shouldn't do it. It's not really, it's, it's outside of our... Uh, so it's, got, uh, yeah, it's outside of our sphere. It's of... outside of our zone. Yeah. All right. Oh, and one other thing to, to mention is this episode was directed by Paul Michael oh, yeah. Glazer from uh, Starsky Notch. Starsky himself. Maybe that's why it was so gritty. Could be. Could I don't be. Know if it, I don't know if gritty is really the right episode, but or the right, the episode, right word. The right word. <laughs> the right word for this episode. The right word for the episode, yeah. All right, so let's get down to it so we can talk more about the stuff as we go along. All right. So I'll kick us off here. So, at, at, you know, we start the episode with some dude speaking Spanish in a car following another guy walking with a fishing pole. So to be honest, I wasn't clear where we were going with this whole thing. Um, I was trying to predict the next scene or what was going to happen, but I was not able to. Um, but the guy, whatever he's saying in the subtitles, um, because I am no longer fluent in Spanish. I say no longer. <laughs> <laughs> I never was fluent in Spanish. Um, but the guy, he, he doesn't want to be a part of whatever they're talking about. And then so we pan over to the uh, 
the Caps, right, the Miami Vice, and they're on a sur- surveillance mission. They're kind of watching him. Um, so we got our, our heroes, uh, Tubbs and Crockett, in, in one car, and then there's a van, and the car the car that's talking to the guy takes off, and the van goes after him, um, and, and Crockett and, and uh, Tubbs stay with the guy that's fishing. Um, and then we hear a boat coming because these guys are all fishing off a bridge, like a you know like an overpass on a road. And I think Crockett even says, like, sounds like a cigarette. And at first I wasn't sure what he was talking about. <laughs> then I saw the boat. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the boat comes kind of, you know, trolling under the bridge. And uh, the dude with the fishing pole, he, he drops like a, I want to say like a water thermos or whatever those things are. Yeah, like a Playmate cooler almost. Yeah. Yeah, right. So apparently that's packed with cash or something. And... um or its product. Not sure. I forgot. I forgot what way it goes. I don't think they knew. I think they weren't sure what it was. Okay. All right. But they knew he was going somewhere. They're like, it's unlike him to do the trade without like a full exchange, like him giving his right. Yeah. And that, taking right. Exactly. Because they were both confused. They're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Exactly. So he hops in his car and he he like hauls ass somewhere, and they follow him. And like when I say they follow him, like they're right behind him. I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, they're literally right behind. It wasn't a good surveillance uh, no. tale, yeah. So then he, so there's a boat, like a houseboat or something, and he, so he runs into the boat, and as he gets in there, they're like, "What the hell is he doing here? Like, what, what is going on?" And then you can see that like there's someone else in the boat, and they're like tied up, like their hands are tied up to the ceiling, they're like, um, like hanging there. So when they kind of call that out, then the boat explodes. Right, and, and, and ci- this cinema. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was going to say for cinematic effect, they replayed like the first two seconds of the explosion three times. In <laughs> <laughs> Different angles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, and like the like you said, the person was sitting there, and it was like perfectly lit, so you could see the silhouette of someone tied up. I'm like, you know, maybe that's not really a good idea to leave <laughs> it like that because someone else might notice it walking by. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I did exactly. want to mention too that at the beginning of this, music-wise, again they were playing uh, "Lunatic Fringe" from uh, Red Rider. I forgot that this show played a like they had like several yeah. soundtracks and they like all did well in the charts too because yeah. they had yeah. a lot of good music in the show. They did. Um, and also, I forgot Phil Collins actually they they because they had Phil Collins show up in this show. Remember because that in the air tonight was like in the first episode, I think, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And he showed up as a character. And then I think, wasn't Sheena Easton in this show for a while too? Oh, really? Singer? I don't know. I, I think I she was it. for like a, a epi- like a few episode arc or something like that. That's cool. But anyway, they were really, you know, tied into the mainstream music at the time. Um, cool. Anyway, so yeah, so that's that all goes on. And they're back at the uh, headquarters or whatever you want to call it. And they're, they say it was, turns out that it was a kidnapping, obviously. And... Um, I don't know. They get into some argument about the politics of contraband and like some uh, someone else is there who I don't even know who this person's supposed to be, but someone higher up is like basically like eh, that's how it goes. You know, you're into drugs and you're going to get shit happen. And, you know, Crockett's like usually doesn't involve kids. And I didn't see any kids there, but I guess there were some kids. They showed some picture. I don't know. Still at this point, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I really don't. Well. I felt that way a lot through this whole episode. Like, it felt very rushed at times. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, then as they're leaving, a call comes in, and the lieutenant gets it. Um, and, uh, you know, you basically hear him saying, he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, they're the best there is. Yeah, okay. And they basically get sent somewhere to go take a look at something, you know. Right, I, right. And, and But before they walk out, they do find out, like, the dude isn't dead that was in the boat. Somehow he survived the explosion. But he's, oh, I didn't I even hear that. Yeah, I think they said he's paralyzed. Um, and that then sounds that, about right. <laughs> the, the woman, I think, was his wife, and she died. I would Still, think. Based on what we see later about how they do their uh, setup, yeah, there was no way she but, was going to live. But, yeah, no, this is still all meaningless to me. I have, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> What's the yeah. significance of anything that's happened up to this point is beyond me. But um, 
Right. So then they, you're like you said, they get the call and boom, they, they head out. And where do they head to? I don't know. It was some they like abandoned. Some, like, abandoned warehouse. I don't know. They must have <laughs> these all over the place in Miami based on the show. Maybe. And the 80s or it might have been a thing. I don't know. But they um, they pull up and they walk and they like meet the DEA in this abandoned building. And then they they basically the DEA wants them to volunteer for this like death mission. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's like, <laughs> here's the deal. You're going to go down to Cartagena. You're going to buy some drugs. You're going to bring them back. Oh, and we're going to make a cover story that you are coming here to sell drugs. So you'll be arrested immediately by anyone that sees you. And no one's going to know who you are. It's like on my uh, Mission Impossible episode or something like that. Right, right. Like, and then the top we're going to deny like, that we right. know you at all. If you get caught, <laughs> you know, if shit goes south, you're on yep. your own. Hope you, like the, hope you like the jails in Cartagena. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So that was, that was pretty ugly. And they're like, sure, yeah, we, we're in. Like, yeah, no what? problem. Yeah. Do we have time to change? Because I'm not sure this pink shirt and blue jacket works down in there, down Cartagena. Right. But uh, they don't might. change. I think they wear the same exact clothes when they, they go down. They do. They, they have the same clothes on the whole episode, I think. I don't think Maybe even at least the whole Crockett ever series. changes. <laughs> I don't think they change. I, no, seriously. I think Crockett has that jacket and that shirt on the whole episode. I think Tubbs changes because he's more of a fashion icon. Um, I wasn't Crockett's aware of that. just. Crockett's I thought Crockett was to, also very fashion oriented, but well, I think he's just trying to, you know, trendsetter. hold his own. Yeah, you know, okay. I think Tubbs is the better dresser. All right, um, and then they turn over their badges in this abandoned building. Oh yeah, oh N- and not- yeah, and that's right because they think the D the DEA guy, based on how this stuff's been going down with the kidnapping and all that stuff, they think that the person doing it is, is like it's like an inside job. Right, because right. they know when these drugs are coming, and that or something like that, and that's, that's how they they basically trap these people into. Okay, we have your wife, so now you got to go drop these drugs for us, aka be a smuggler. And as we start hearing the Glenn Fry song at this point, basically telling us what's happening by the lyrics of the song, and um, they think it's just they they because this guy knows where these guys are coming from or something. Yeah, like that. it's so. basically anyone that's currently under surveillance by the FBI, CIA, DEA, cops is a target. Like these these are the people that end up getting killed. Yeah, which is that is that bad? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, like, I mean, if I mean, I, I mean, if there's some sort of like informants, maybe they don't want him killed. I don't know. True. All right, yeah, I don't know the details, so I won't speculate. But and we never find out the details, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and again, this is one of those like this episode. We're like six minutes in at this point, and all this has already happened. Right. And this um, it, and I think did I say this about what was the last show we did? I can't remember. Maybe not. Maybe I just thought of this. This is one of those episodes where I always talk about how the pilot, like when they make it a movie, has too much stuff going on. I mean, not enough stuff going on for how long it is. This is the exact opposite because things happen too fast and like nothing gets played out, at least in the beginning of this. I don't know. This should have been, yeah, up up until this point, this could have been a two-parter in the first few minutes. Right. All right. So then they they arrive at some house party and this just continues the theme of things I'm not understanding. They arrive at this house party where everyone is completely wasted and the bald this bald dude who lives there, he has a some I don't know somehow Tubbs knows this guy, or he doesn't even really know him. He's kind of faking it. He's like, "Hey, remember when we were out drinking and you told me that?" <laughs> like it's a very loose connection he's trying to make with this guy. But basically, this guy like hooks him up with with like is it the pilot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because he, he needs a, he needs a flight somewhere. Yeah, because he needs to go to Cartagena. Yeah. And obviously, right. you can't just go on a commercial fight if you're going to bring a million dollars in cash down <laughs> right. and bring drugs back home. <laughs> right, you need kind of a back. Do you have anything so. to declare? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So this guy is like completely wasted, kind of falling for the, hey, man, you remember me? We were drinking and you told me if I ever needed somebody. And the guy's like, yeah. You know, so th- and then... They stage like this 
uh, like a bust, I guess. I'm assuming it was staged because it's like Miami Vice. They bust in the front door. And so they drag <laughs> they drag this guy like right yeah that's the thing right exactly I wasn't hundred percent sure if it was like a stage bust or if yeah if it actually just happened at the same time so they they drag him like six feet out the back door and they don't like make a run for it or anything but they're like hey we just saved you like the guy was so incoherent that he didn't even realize that that just happened so if it was staged it was unnecessary they could have just dragged him out and said that but. Um, so, so he basically what it comes down to is he hooks them up with this guy. He's like, you know, his name's Jimmy. He lives in this hangar place, and based on that information, they find exactly where Jimmy lives. Right, because there's only one like small airport in all of Florida, South Florida. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they when they uh, when they get in there, uh, well, first that we see them like leave their car behind and like. And then, like, in the middle of a field, and they put a gun, like... Oh, yeah. Like, they put a gun holster. They they do show it later. Um, yeah. But they yeah. leave it there, and you're not sure why, but we kind of figure it out. Well, but. yeah, you're right. They drive to the middle of nowhere, and then they, they <laughs> like, magnetically attach this gun to the bottom of their car. Yeah. No, it'll bother. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then they they just... They, then they go. Yeah. And they get, they get to the hangar, and there's some dude jamming to an electric guitar... Happens to be Gwen Fry, and they're just like, "Hey, uh, Tucker Smith sent us." <laughs> was that his name? Uh, th- as yeah, that's what I wrote down. I guess that was oh, okay. Oh yeah, Tucker Smith. There it is. Yeah, that's yeah. his name. You got so, it right. Good job. Thanks. So yeah, they're like, you know, basically, hey, we're looking for transportation, Colombian back round trip, and you know, so they they work out a deal. I think it was twenty five thousand dollars up front. Mm-hmm. No and, questions asked. Yep. Right. Then the guy doesn't like violence. Again. We get, yeah. yeah, we get to hear some. And uh, oh, I think this is after this, then that's when they put the gun under the car, after they hire the airplane. I guess that makes sense. But okay. he says something sure. like, she may look like a, cl- a cow, but she flies. Something like that about yeah. the car. Or the plane looks the like a cow, but she runs like a stallion. Is that what it was? Okay. I wrote that like like a like an inspirational quote. And then, you know, <laughs> with the, with the quotes gonna, around and then Mike's going to put that in a poster. We should put I, that I, on a shirt. We should. <laughs> Looks like a cow, runs like a stallion. Glenn Fry. <laughs> and then the name yeah. of the plane is like Lemon or something like that. So, Yeah, yeah, or something, yeah something like that. Um, so now they're flying. There you go, flying. And Crockett seems a little <laughs> nervous about this old... He's not really uh, trusting this guy as his pilot, which maybe is not a bad idea. No, right. Um, it would be a little uneasy. As they're flying, you know, he tells them to put the parachutes on. Crockett's like, why? He's like, because we left the ground, dude. <laughs> yeah, not, and not he's, he's just really, really uncomfortable the whole time. And again, we get to hear more of Smuggler's Blues uh, as this is going on. And, it seems, uh, I mean, go ahead. just all things aside, is it that easy to just fly your plane to Columbia and back without back in uh, 85 or whatever. Yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> fly underneath the radar, lot, I mean, yeah. fly under the radar. Um, sure. No, I don't know if it is. I'm just kidding. Well, um, yeah. You, yeah you usually, movies. usually it's to file some sort of flight plan. If you're going to go out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fly low enough. It doesn't matter. But um. mm-hmm. All right. So they get to Columbia, which you know, I've never been to Columbia, but I'm going to say that at least where they were it seemed like a big dump. And um, they were at the same time, but in different cars. Did you notice that? Who's that? What? Say that again? Hobbs and... and uh, what's Tubbs name? and Crockett? Or, yeah, Hobbs. Like Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> they, they show up at the same time, but they're in different cars. Like one in a car, one's in a taxi. I don't know why that was. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think I noticed. Yeah, I didn't write that down. That's for sure. But they, um, they're they in this like crappy hotel, and they look out the window, and they're like, okay, there's our drug lords right there. Um, <laughs> they're just like, sitting gonna... outside. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> With like, some mm-hmm. kid just like sitting there watching them the whole time. I don't know what that kid was all about. I thought for uh, sure that kid was going to like pull out a gun at one point and shoot one of them. I thought... I thought he was going to hurl a grenade. Something was going to happen. Something. Yeah. He's going to be like that kid from Mad Max who has a that uh, 
uh, boomerang that takes someone's hand off or something. Yeah, because that kid was like, it wasn't like his only appearance. He was like running around the whole show. Right. He was, yeah, he was in there a few times. Um, so, oh, so they, they, they go down, right. And they meet like the main cartel guy, I guess. And they're like, I don't know. They start negotiating and I'm like, you know, right. What? Tub, yeah. Tubbs pretends like he's the cousin of some guy. Oh yeah. He's from, got like from the United right? States, some drug dealer from the, he's like, Hey, and he wants to buy it for like 22 a kilo, but the dude wants 30 and then they negotiate down to mean at 25. And then the guy, like, but they don't really make an agreement right there. The guy's like, maybe we'll they'll talk, we'll talk later, you know. And then, um, I do, Tubbs is a, I just wrote, it, Tubbs is a dick for being introduced to this guy for the first time. He's being so cocky and like <laughs> troublesome. Well, you, you can't, you can't go into a drug deal, um, being nice because you won't be taken seriously, Mike. I don't know. I mean, in my experience, it pays to to show some respect to the cartel. Mike, you've watched all the Breaking Bad. Was he really ever nice? Did he? Did being nice ever get him anywhere? You know, you know what? You're right. God damn. He it. didn't become a drug kingpin until he was a total asshole. You're right. I take that back. I understand. Um. So anyway, so then I, I wrote down here: some girl gra- comes out and grabs them. They're talking Spanish. And then some dudes come down an alley. And Again, they almost run them over. What the hell? Oh yeah, is this yeah. And then the cops come, right? The cops right. come out of nowhere after they almost get run over, and somehow then Tubbs is like arrested. <laughs> this is and, like, it's madness. And what's his name? The pilot got like Crockett out of there, right? Because he shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. And you know Crockett wants to go get him. He's like, no, no, you can't. You were both. We'll all get busted. And so then Tubbs is in jail and they go back to the hotel. Right. And I was, you know, I was like, this, you know, what are they going to do here? Because he's in jail. You know, the cops got him. And, you know, the U.S. is not going to, they're not going to help out at all. So what's going to happen to him? But, you know, whether waiting, um, Glenn Fry, I didn't write down his character name. I Did I? Did we mention his name? Uh, I don't know. Jimmy? Jimmy Cole. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy. Okay. So Jimmy and Crockett, they they have like a bonding moment where they're like, yeah, sitting around. I don't know if they're drinking or they're just talking yeah. about Nam because they were both in Nam, right? Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, so they they connect a little bit, and then he up then then Jimmy gives Crockett a lit cigarette, and in his badass way, he just you know Crockett snaps off the filter, and <laughs> yeah. just takes a takes a drag. Look, only yeah, chumps use a filter. Right. <laughs> yeah, they talk about something like the places like Dodge City, you know, but in 1985, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. So then we cut to the prison, and I think Tubbs is naked, isn't he? Is that like talking over something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't remember that. <laughs> I mean, it looked like he was. At least he that had no shirt on. They didn't show his whole, you know, body. Okay. Um, I know he did take a backhand, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, from like the guard. Well, when you're in a Colombian prison um, and you're suspected of <laughs> dealing drugs, you're probably going to take a couple backhands. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be the nicest thing that you get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Prison, but, uh, <laughs> but they get this file and they're reading through it, right? And they're like, all right, we see you're related to a drug smuggler. You got this long <laughs> rap sheet. You've you know done time. You're wanted or you know all these different things. And like, you're a very bad man. <laughs> and then they're like, "Here's all your stuff. Have a good day." <laughs> and they, yeah. Then they let him go. Yeah. Um. I I I didn't really get it because it was like something like he's gonna tell him that he's clean and hope that he will be his friend. And I I'm like, I so don't he, I don't really know what happened. What was it supposed to be? So I'm thinking there that the cartel has some kind of power over the police department, and that dude, the cartel boss or whatever, is like, oh. You know, we know you're working with this guy, so put in a good word for us or whatever, you know. Or did he, like, want him arrested so he can get his file so he can get checked out and see that he really is a badass, maybe? No, that's a lot better than what I came up with. (laughs) Let's go with that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, So then then he goes back, right? And then that bunch of kids are playing 
in the street by the hotel and like an abandoned car that's now like a planter. It's got like little bushes growing out of it. And then there's a pig in the street. And this is all very odd to me. But then um, the then um, Hobbs and, and – or not Hobbs. Tubbs, I keep saying no, I'm going to say that for the rest of this. Tubbs and Crockett <laughs> walk into a, a club that's pretty much That's going to be the next – that's going to be the next Hobbs and Shaw movie. Hobbs and Shaw yeah. Miami Vice. Yeah, right. So they walk into this club that's pretty much empty, and the boss, you know, the cartel boss is at the table. There's guys everywhere with guns. Some shirtless boy dancing on stage. It's a different boy this time. It's a slightly it's older boy. As hell. But still and, very wrong. And then um, uh, Tubbs continuing with, like, his just being an asshole – Pulls a gun on the boss <laughs> after they like already searched him. I don't know how he snuck this gun through, but well, he was just in prison, so use your true. imagination. I don't know where he, <laughs> where he pulled it out of, but the boss doesn't get pissed. He's like, just kind of, this is a business, and this is why you know you were arrested or why that happened or whatever happened. I don't know, I'm not sure. Still, I'm still trying to piece together the opening scene of this show, um, but then the the boss uh right, like, sit li- down. literally i wrote down the guy says some gobbledygook there wasn't even following it he brings over a big plate of coke like a huge plate of coke. yeah exactly like you know like you see in movies all the time like, like here you want a sample and they'll bring like a little mirror over with like right. two or three lines this was like a tray that you cook like in a restaurant that would have they would use to cook Kentucky Fried Chicken on or something. Yeah, this <laughs> was, was like, like so much. Like, is that the entire order? Is that what they're flying back with? It was a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it was funny. So, so Tubbs does his like chemical test on it, and he's like, "Ah, you know, it's good stuff. All right, let's negotiate the time, the price. This is what it is. It will all be." Still being a huge dick because he's not like. Okay, you're the cartel guy. You're gonna tell me when and where. He's like, no, no. The guy says four o'clock. He's like two o'clock. He's like, All right, you know, there'll be three of us. No, there'll be two of you. And he's like countering everything this guy says. Right. Well, and then and, finally, this is where Crockett chimes in. He actually starts actually talking for the first time. Yes. And right. he gives the rules. I got. The, I actually have it here. Hold on. I, I recorded it. Well, here's how we do business. You'll have two cars, two drivers. You'll drive the car with the cocaine in the trunk. My partner will drive the car with the money in the trunk. You'll park the cars trunk to trunk and exchange keys. Then the guy's like, uh, can you repeat that, please? I, uh, <laughs> my, I didn't have a pen. You lost me at trunk to trunk. But, yeah. And then, you know, this is where I'm like, the guy should just put a bullet in both of them and be done with it at this point. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like if you're, yeah. if you're the Colombian guy, you're like, let's kill him and go raid the hotel they're in and take their money and we'll be gone. Um, but you know he's got a, a nice heart, I suppose, and <laughs> he decides to continue with the deal as dictated. Yeah, and the guy like, like wants him to stay and have a drink after they and like that doesn't seem very suspicious. Though. Stay, no, have a drink. No stay. one's gonna kill you while you're snort drinking from, it. <laughs> snort from this mound with us. Uh, Crockett's like, no, we aren't thirsty. And by the way, yeah. my computer, my computer autocorrected it to cricket. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I was writing all these names, like it kept autocorrecting like tubs to tubes. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where I got hopped. You know, I don't know. Man. Uh, <laughs> Um, so then immediately we go to the deal. So it's not like one of those scenes where they talk about the deal and then like 50 other things happen. Now we're starting, now it's like cut to the chase. Right. So we go, it's like, I don't know if they're at like a mausoleum or what this is, but something. Yeah. Strange. Fist very, to me. Yeah. And, um, and that little kid's there. The kid is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they, and this is where I thought the kid was going to like pull a grenade out or something. Right. Right, like a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then, so they do the trunk-to-trunk thing with the cars, and, you know, Tubbs checks the goods and chems it out, and it's all legit. And the dude, I always wondered about this in these big drug things. 
when you open a suitcase full of money, how do you know there's not like four or five stacks missing? You know what I mean? That'd be still be a big deficit if that's when you should bring one of those money counters. I guess, yeah. Just like, like plug it in somewhere. <laughs> plug it in. I'm sure they have ones. I'm sure they have one that you could like plug in the cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. Drug dealer special. I'm sure like it's on like sharper image catalog. <laughs> the mobile money counter. Yeah. Oh my like god, that would be awesome. That would I be... would like one. If they make those, I would like one and just keep it plugged in and on my dashboard and just drive. <laughs> and then when you get pulled over by the cops for a speeding <laughs> yeah. ticket, what's just that? Oh, it's my money counter. <laughs> it's my mobile money counter. Um, and it's so got like big like gold dollar signs on it. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, then you oh, stick man, on we should totally make one of those. That's good. All right, so then everything seems good on both sides, right? So no words are spoken during this deal at all. It's like, No, pretty much, no. No, we got good instructions. Nothing at all, yeah. They just look at each other a lot. Yeah. And I think so, Crockett nods when it's time to go, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's his. He's like in the safe zone, like 100 <laughs> yards back. He's like, he's got like tubs between him and his car, so he can like run into his car and get away if the shooting yeah, starts. Exactly. Um, so then they're like, all right, deal done. And I guess now the, the plan is let's we'll take the drugs, we'll head back to the States, mm-hmm. and I don't know, wait for someone to come after us? I guess. As part of the whole theory? I don't know. Right. But, you know, they head back to the plane, they're patting themselves on the back for how badass they were. And uh, <laughs> then they see the bad guys coming, like, driving down the runway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So they're like, you know. So Jimmy's like, they're going to block the runway. And Crockett's just like, I got it. And he goes out there and crashes into like one car and somehow stops them all from, yeah. stops the you're, other three cars from blocking the runway. You're almost in a like an open field and yeah. just to disable all the other vehicles. <laughs> uh, and then there's like a, you know, they're on foot, machine gun shootout. But hey, our guys get away. That's that's what matters. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're off to back to America. Uh, now this Mike, this I really started getting confused now. So okay. You're not sure I, what happened I, here. So basically, this is what I figured out. So as they're flying, Jimmy, as he's coming in the United States, he's talking to ATC, saying, "Hey, we're having an engine problem here." So we're going to be below the glide slope is basically kind of what he was trying to say, even though there was not an instrument landing. He's going to be below the glide path. He's going to be coming in low is what he's trying to say. So what they did is they dropped the drugs out in a uh, like a pond or whatever that's along the flight path. They dropped it out of the airplane as they're low so they can come back and get it later. Okay. And then, you know, after they did that, you know, he called back to ATC. He's like, oh, no, everything's fine. We're good. We're, we'll be coming in in a second. And they got they landed. And then they go back to get the drugs. The way I learned I learned that from watching Air America with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that one? It's a good movie, no, by the way. I haven't seen that. I, I recommend it. He I don't even know if I've ever heard of that. He, yeah, you know what? It kind of passed into the radar, but he's like, he's a pilot and he ends up working for the CIA. It's, it's like, it's. Like during the Iran Contra Sandinista thing, there was like all that stuff going on. Not not in Iran Contra, Sandinistas and all that stuff down south. You know, it's actually really interesting. Um, anyway, check up. it out. I believe that's all what right. the name of it was. Um, oh, I forgot to mention in the shootout, uh, Glenn Fry was hit, right? Oh no no no, it was later. No, Sorry. that's we haven't gotten Damn that it. part yet. Spoiler. Don't give away anything Sorry. yet. Shit. All right. Um. So then they go back to get the drugs, right? And then that's when someone else pulls up, right? I'm not skipping anything. When they're going to get the money? The, the drugs, no. I mean? Yeah, the drugs. They go back yeah. to get the drugs out of the pond. Yeah. Yeah, then, then the, the, the dudes well, pull up from... Yeah, because at first, actually, I got a, I got a little uh, clip of this, because Crockett's all pissed. It's like, we do all this shit, and no one's here to greet us. So wait, hold on a second. Smuggle 40 keys, almost get wasted by a half a dozen banditos. Had to deal with Rosero and Lieutenant Toto. Set ourselves up as bait, and for what? 
Does any of our people on this side of the fence bother to crawl out of the woodwork? No. So yeah, he's mad that no one's there to get him. And then like immediately after that, a car pulls up. By the way, the movie with Tom Cruise is American Made. Air America was one with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I don't remember From 1990. That one yeah. Anyway. I remember Con Air with Nicolas Cage, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really fit in that puzzle. Though. No. Anyway. All right, so then they these guys pull up. Is it who these guys are from the hangar? Who are these guys? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's the guys that work at the airport. Right. Okay. Exactly. So they work kind of work for Jimmy, right? Yeah, but Jimmy, Jimmy like or? you said, then Jimmy pulls up with a gun and starts shooting at him too and gets shot. So he does. They don't. They. I think they work at the airport. Jimmy keeps his airplane there more. You know okay. what I mean? They're not. All right. Yeah. You no. Know, so they, they kind of knew what was going on. They're looking to make yeah. a score. And then uh, Jimmy comes, he, he has a shotgun in his lap, but he ends up getting hit. And um, and this is where the gun that got planted earlier under the car comes in handy. Uh, right. Tubbs drops down, grabs the gun from under the car, and uh, I don't really remember how it ended. but they, Well, they, they, they ended up survive. shooting the other guys, but they one guy, one of the main guys that they shot, they take him over to the phone to call in. That he has to, oh, yeah, right. you know, that like basically just start the whole process rolling because now they got his wife or Tubbs' fake wife, who's actually another detective, and they say where well, you got to go and do all this kind of stuff. Right, right. So, um, yeah, and this so is where I wrote. To... This is getting kind of messy and messy and rushed, like where they yeah. were just like, "Shit, so we only got ten to... minutes left." <laughs> right, they go to the payphone and to wait for this call, and like the entire police force is there. <laughs> That's right. There's like, There's the, like two square blocks full of police, uh, and then there—I the, don't know what's going on with the trailer. She's inside the trailer. She's hooked up now, like that. Why? What scene in the beginning? She's hooked up to a bomb because now they have to drop off the drugs to the guy in the boat. So th- theoretically, so he doesn't kill her. All right. Okay. But either so way, he's going to kill. Like him. what happened before. But yeah, but they know that as soon as they give them the money that she's going to get blown up anyway. Right, right. And the funny thing is, is like at this point, like now there's like a bomb expert and he's arguing with Crockett. He's like, you know, bomb guy's like, hey, I'm going in. He's like, I'm going in with you. He's like, I work alone. He's like, I don't care. You know, and they go in yeah, together. Right. Very and heroic. it turns out there's no way he would have been able to do this himself. So I don't know what he was no, planning on doing. No, I know. He, he like... Crockett basically helps him defuse this thing. So right, yeah, exactly. He needed um, like four hands to do it. So. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because they go in there and you know she's kind of like she's like on a chair on like some cinder blocks almost or something. It's like if like, she but moves her arms too much, are up. It's all gonna come yeah, and there's like a plumb line, so if that hits the side, it goes off. All these things basically will make it blow up. Um, yeah, so, oh, so they go in. I wrote she's tied to a fan. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't know what I but, meant to write, but obviously I wrote the wrong word down. <laughs> but I wrote it's a, it's a remote control device with with a vibration device. Right. So any movement would get rid of it. But thanks to a couple of alligator clips, um, they were able to defuse that. Well, so. you know, bomb disposals are really all about the alligator clips. As they long are, as you have a good right? set of alligator clips, you're uh, good to go. You can jump a couple wires. You're, uh, it's, I mean, again, in my experience with bomb diffusing, that's all it takes. Yeah. So and while they're in there, Tubbs is talking to Lieutenant, you know, basically talking about, this is what I was talking about. He's saying, like, hey, no matter what, this guy's going to blow this stuff up. This so I got a little clip of him part. talking to the Lieutenant real quick before he, he goes to do the drop. Castillo, we know that guy's going to have a radio detonator. And the second he gets what he wants, he's going to blow that trailer with everyone inside. That's right. <laughs> Very dramatic. So you're going to have to stall him. I like that part. With everyone inside. Now was, Reminds me of the Warriors. Like, yeah. Was Tubbs always this dramatic? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Again, I didn't, I, didn't, this, I didn't watch this show. Yeah. I just, just knew of it. Very, you know, picks yeah, certain words sad. and just really draws them out. Yeah. Um, but this is so my anyway. favorite part because Tubbs 
is at the bridge. And he's like, what do I do? I have a recording of that too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, right. So he goes there to drop the money in the boat. He's got 20 minutes or whatever to get there. And in the meantime, you cut back to Crockett and those, you know, they're trying to work the bomb and it, you know, seems impossible, blah, 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 blah. And, um, oh, I did notice when he's at the bridge at one point and he kind of like looks over the bridge and then kind of backs away and then looks over it again. They actually r- looped that image. It's like a loop. <laughs> like he goes forward and backwards. Like Yeah, it does. Because it's like, because you can see they, the guys in the back fishing. All of a sudden they, they kind of jerk forward. It's like, I don't know why they looped it. They must have messed awesome. something up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so now he sees the boat and he calls back to the lieutenant. And I got a clip of that too, because this is awesome. I love this. If I could find it now. Hold on a second. Stand by. Lieutenant, I see the boat. Did you get Trudy out? No. What the hell should I do? If you don't give him the money, he'll blow the house. If I do give him the money, he's going to blow the house anyway. What the hell should I do, man? Time is up. I'm here, you're there. It's your call. (laughs) Way to wash your hands of that one. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. And by the way... If she dies, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I love it. He's like, what the hell do I do? Like, he has no idea what to what to do. And I mean, I get it, but. No, I don't. Other, what do you do? Yeah. The other dude is zero health. I mean, he's just completely yeah. useless. By the way, if you make the wrong call, Crockett, the bomb squad guy. Um, what was her name? Shoot. I wrote uh, her name down. I, so did I. Tara Trudy. Something like that. Trudy. Trudy. Yeah. And yeah, they're all dead. So yeah. good job, good luck. So pretty much whatever decision you make, they're dead. Like that's yeah. what you know. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. And he struggles with that. He's like, you see him like when it comes time. He's like, do I drop it? Do I not? Do I drop it? <laughs> and then and then ultimately he decides to drop it. And, and then what and I'm he like, do? that was dumb. Yeah. And then he ends up jumping in after it because he's then like, I'm like well, yes. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like rooting for him at this point. Yeah. yeah and he starts I beating felt, up I on the guy. I felt the struggle, man. Right. I felt the struggle. He's, yeah. He starts beating up on the guy. Did he get his hat off or his uh, mask off? He, he... Yeah. He eventually like unmasks the guy because the guy's in like a wetsuit or something. I don't know what, what he was wearing. Was it like a Scooby-Doo thing? I don't remember what. Like, did he know who he was? I don't know. He didn't know, but then he pulled. Well, when he pulls it off, he then knows, I think. Oh, okay. But anyway, so the guy's like the typical, like, speed. If I take my finger off this button, the girl is dead. And he's like, hey, you're surrounded. You know, you're, you know, he's like, you have no chance. You have no chance. And he, he, like, looks around. There's like 40 people, like, hidden in different spots around this bridge with guns, like, basically drawn on him at that point. Right. And then he's like, screw this. He lets go. And the bomb goes off. And the funny thing is, is like, Tubbs can see like the smoke from the, the bridge. Right. Like, right. like, like it was like right across the street. I don't know. I thought yeah. it was supposed to be further away. No. Yeah, you're right. That was like within a block, you know? Yeah. And then he gets a call from Crockett saying they're all good. And of course, my, <laughs> now my computer <laughs> corrected it to correct calls. <laughs> but so he he calls him right away and he's like we're okay it's like where's the suspense i mean yeah yeah i could have built it up a little they bit they were just rushing like, too much crockett you there crockett exactly. and then your <laughs> and then he then he runs over there and sees him like stumbling outside you know that's what i expected <laughs> sorry no, he's just like sorry i left cool. my radio in the winnebago that blew up <laughs> yeah, right He's like, nope, we're good. We're all good, man. Don't worry about it. And, um, but yeah, you're oh, right. I Tubbs think they pulled the guy out of the guy. water. I, I want to huh? say that it was a homicide lieutenant, they said. Is that what it was? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't recognize it. And they were like that. trying to figure out, they're like, so what would be the reason why he'd do this? And they said, the bottom line is money, which I think a lot of these like lines are taken from the song, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, that's true because they did, and that was pretty much the end, right? That was yeah, just, that was the just, end. That was it. it. Just ended. Full <laughs> credit, right? And then I think they played a little bit more of Glenn Fry. Yeah, 
So I, I, I do feel like the story was really rushed at the end. Like they played all they played up all this time going down to get the drugs, going to Cartagena, uh, bringing the drugs back, almost getting caught by those guys. And then, like I said, they realized, shit, we only have like five minutes left. Right. We got to get this bomb diffused and all this stuff. <laughs> so we better make this quick. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that they could have made this a two-parter um, in general, but uh, there was a lot going on. I guess which kind of keeps it interesting, even though it's tough to follow at points. But some, it's better than it dragging. You know what I mean? Like oh no, drags, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, I get it. Come on, right? But, I just think yeah, it could have been a little tighter. I'd but, rather not then, understand some parts and and just make some assumptions along the way. And, uh, yeah. So then good. I had a, you know, my other question questions were, what about the money? Do they just does the DA just write that money off as lost that they spent in Cartagena? They buy the drugs. Yes, because you know, like usually in these movies, it's like you got to check the money out and then you get it back after the case is over. Yeah, yeah. But in this, this was all off the off the books. Right, uh, right. And they could have pocketed <laughs> some of that money, but we'll like buy half. And, yeah, uh, but yeah. couldn't they like if they could probably also? I mean, I'm talking about like this is a real thing. But they could probably have also figured out a way to pretend like they're coming back from Cartagena with drugs in, instead of actually going down there to buy some to bring back. True. <laughs> Just get this true. whole charade going. Maybe that cartel dude had to, like, confirm it or something. Maybe. Maybe he was part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then, although he didn't know. I don't know. And then what? Oh, the other question was, what about the, you know, Glenn Fry, the pilot, did he get arrested for flying him down there for drugs? Or, or anything. Or did they let him go? Or is or he dead? We don't know what happened. Did he bleed <laughs> out on the way back? I don't know. <laughs> go on without me. You got to defuse the bomb. We don't know. We don't know what happened. Yeah, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Um, and Glenn Fry never comes back on the show, so we don't know, I don't think. No. He could have been like a regular, flying him around. Could be. Their, yeah. their ticket to... Yeah, it could have been like the helicopter guy and uh, Magnum, but... Right. That been, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, whatever. That, that was, was the end of that. That was it. All right. Don't... You know, moral. Every every story has moral. Don't sell drugs. I guess. <laughs> um, don't... Yeah. I Yeah. I'm not sure. Don't sell... Yeah. Don't buy drugs and bring them back from Cartagena because your wife is going to get tied up and connected to a bum. <laughs> right. And if you do, you should always have a magnetic gun under your car. But yeah, safety. be ready for that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And but uh, yeah, right. Watch, watch American Made with Tom Cruise. I think you'll enjoy it if you like this. It's a good. It's a fun movie. It was a fun movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. All right. I watched it a few times. Yeah. I'm just intrigued. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it, like I said, it. No pun intended. Flew under the radar. <laughs> I yeah. don't think it. And I think it was just the timing that it came out. I don't know. Oh, the initial release was in Indonesia. So that tells you something right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was uh, 2017. So it was fairly yeah. recent. Yeah. I thought this yeah. was like. I, th- I don't know. I don't know why. They just, I just don't, they just, it seemed like they just didn't think it was going to do much here. So they kind of, I mean, it was, it looks like it was, yeah, cinema, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if it was like financed internationally. Maybe that's Ooh. why. I don't know. There was a what? plane crash that killed two people during that filming. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh. not good. But it made uh, $51 million in the United States. Yeah, it didn't do very well. But, like, you know, if you look at the critical response, it gets an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Okay. So. I'll check it out for sure. Or- but I, I think it's supposed to be somewhat loosely based on a real story so anyway anyway that's it next episode is number 100 boom big one yeah so we really gotta figure out something to do see like if if we were like a regular podcast we would have been talking about this for like three weeks but literally i showed i sent mike an an image of something from our podcast he's like hey we're almost at 100 (laughs) (laughs) i'm like ah yeah that's true so anyway, that's stay that. tuned. Big surprises coming for that. Yeah, sure. Surprise guests. <laughs> yeah. Here's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> uh, 
I, we had Paula Greca con- uh, connect us with it. Oh, one of the things, shoot, I'm sorry. One of the things I wanted to mention, because uh, I got uh, a message from the person that does it, because um, Paul was talking about it on there, and um, we kind of, he couldn't, didn't get it right, and I kind of talked over it. It was like a, um, a Night Rider con or whatever. It's uh, not, I shouldn't say a con, but it's like a group. It's, uh, the Southern Knights of it, uh, Southern Knights above the K, of course, in Atlanta. They do, looks like they do a thing every year, and like he, but that's what Paul was at it, and um, I guess he has never gotten David Hasselhoff to come, which I'm sure is hard because he's too expensive. But he's had like his ex-wife and stuff there. So anyway, check them out, Southern Knights. It's um, Southern Knights Atlanta, I think. It's on Facebook. You can check them out. So take a look at that if you're into Night Rider. All right, anything else, Mike? That's all I got. Looking forward to next time. All right, me too. And so for this episode, I used to watch this. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. (laughs) Talk to you. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedTheNumber2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.